You're listening to the Quince podcast. As expected, the Indian economy has fallen to a record low in the pandemic. On 31st May, the centre announced that the GDP for the financial year 2020-21 contracted by 7.3% as compared to the 4% growth that we had recorded in the fiscal year 2019-20. Remember that since the onset of the pandemic, India has shown an economic contraction for perhaps the first time in at least four decades. And this is the very worst dip that we are seeing since independence. But then again, since the country exited the quote-unquote technical recession, that it had slipped into for the first two quarters of 2020-21, the numbers released by the National Statistical Office also show a revival ahead of the second wave of COVID. While the economy grew by 0.4% in the October-December period of 2020, the expansion continued to Q4, where the GDP grew by 1.6%. This is the January-March period when most of the economy had opened up to near normalcy before shops and businesses were forced to shut down again due to the state-imposed lockdowns in the second surge. Although it's a sign of revival, it's a meagre growth. But as we battle a second wave, which may just derail this minor growth, while also expecting a third wave, what do these numbers tell us about the future of the Indian economy? What are the main takeaways from this? And will the delay in vaccination impact the overall health of the economy? In this episode, you'll hear from ICRA's Chief Economist Aditya Nair and Pallavi Nahata, the Associate Editor for Economy at Bloomberg Quint. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Himmat. Although the GDP contraction of 7.3% is marginally lower than the government's earlier estimates of a negative growth of 8%, it isn't exactly good news. But let's look at some of the highlights before we try to make sense of what the current GDP means for the future of the Indian economy. We know that India took a big, big hit in the April-June period of 2020, when the economy contracted by 24.4% because of the pan-India lockdown. That seemed to have caused the most amount of damage to the country's economy, but Q3 and Q4 also seems to hint at a small recovery. Speaking of revival, if we look at the GVA, which gives a sense of how the real economy is performing in different sectors, the manufacturing and construction sectors showed a strong quarterly recovery. Although for the full year, the manufacturing sector contracted by 7.2%, it grew by 6.9% in the fourth quarter compared to 1.7% in the previous one. Likewise, construction also jumped to 14.5% in the fourth quarter in comparison to the 6.5% in the previous quarter. On the other hand, the service sector seems to be battered down by the pandemic. Even as the economy started to reopen slowly in the latter half of 2020, much of the service sector, that includes travel and tourism, hospitality, transport, communications and trade, was affected by the second surge, even as it started picking up pace around November. The services sector also had a full year of contraction of 18.2%, but it couldn't pick up nearly as much as manufacturing or construction. It clocked in only 2.3% growth in the fourth quarter. Agriculture too slowed down to 3.1% in the fourth quarter from 4.5% in the third, despite growing at 3.6% for the full fiscal year. So, what does this imply? This is what ICRA's chief economist Aditi Nair has to say. 
we are looking at a lot of uncertainty and uh, any range of outcomes that it can actually end up uh, manifesting in FY22. Uh, you know, on the one hand, uh, we have uh, some states where the COVID cases seem to have peaked and we expect that they're going to start their unlock processes and it's going to happen in a staggered manner uh, going forward. But a lot of Q1 is going to be hit. And uh, my argument is this time it's a, a demand uh, problem and that uh, sentiment is going to be weakened uh, for households because of the actual uh, health crisis and the fact that disposable incomes are getting squeezed very badly by the healthcare uh, expenditures for a lot of people. And the rural economy, which uh, really sort of buffered uh, the overall uh, economic activity last year, has seen a uh, bigger spike in COVID cases this time. So that's something that's not going to really be able to provide as much of uh, strength uh, to the overall economic uh, activity as what we saw last year around. So we're definitely in a complicated situation, even without having had a nationwide uh, lockdown. Now, looking ahead, I would argue that uh, the sentiment is going to recover slower this time than it did uh, last year. And we've got two fantastic forces going ahead. Will the vaccines uh, get rolled out faster than what we are expecting right now, especially to young adults who make up a very large part of our population? And will that be enough to really avoid a third wave? Uh, these are questions that are very difficult to answer at this point in time. And depending on which uh, outcome we think has a greater probability, uh, the associated likely GDP uh, projection for this year ends up being very different. So I'm going to offer you a wide range, uh, very uncharacteristic uh, and, and not very comfortable uh, position to be in. But I think that's the most uh, uh, realistic situation at this point in time. We think that GDP in FI22 can expand between 8 and 9.5%. So not a double-digit growth which we were hoping for this year. Somewhere between 8 and 9.5%, and depending on which of these uh, sort of uh, extreme outcomes uh, ends up being uh, the actual situation in FI22. But a big point of concern is the decline in household consumption, as many Indian families have tightened their purse strings owing to job losses and a dip in income in 2020. At least 23 crore Indians were pushed to poverty since the onset of the pandemic. A lot of migrant workers and women laborers especially lost their livelihoods. And this is expected to only worsen in the second wave. And perhaps unsurprisingly, household consumption saw a significant dip of 9.1% in FY21 as compared to a 5.5% rise in FY20. Associate Editor of Economy at Bloomberg Quint, Pallavi Nahata pointed out that it was the rural economy in the first wave that performed better than the urban economy. And given the unknown scale of impact of the second wave on rural India, the dip in household consumption is worrying. Okay, so essentially, according to the GDP data that came out earlier this week, uh, private consumption or private final consumption expenditure uh, rose by 2.7% in Q4 compared to a contraction in the previous quarter. And for the full year, it saw a very sharp contraction of about 9.1%. Uh, uh, and the reason this is uh, uh, concerning is because India is primarily a consumption-driven economy. And, uh, you know, uh, other factors like maybe a buoyant uh, export outlook does not necessarily compensate for the sharp, uh, you know, drop that we saw in uh, private uh, consumption. So uh, this is one uh, parameter which really remains to be seen how it will perform in the current quarter in and in the quarters here on. 
uh, and there are concerns around how private consumption expenditure will perform because this time around uh, the rural economy has been hit as well according to an analysis we did as well uh, you know a large part of uh, the uh, districts which reported the highest number of cases were districts with uh, a large majority uh, being the rural population and uh, they have been spending out of their pockets for health uh, the health expenses they've had to incur in the second wave they have been trying to figure out ways around the drop uh, that they have seen in income so all in all despite the fact that this year is well we're luckily expected to have a normal monsoon uh, it still remains to be seen how resilient the rural economy is going to be uh, and that's one point of difference from what we had seen in the first wave when it was the rural economy that kind of held up and Uh, performed uh, significantly better than the urban economy uh, this time the catch is that nobody really knows what is the extent to which the rural economy has been hit and how resilient uh, it is likely to be here on now we know that most of india has been under intermittent curfews and lockdowns in april and may due to a dramatic upsurge in covid cases and this once again has led to a shutdown of businesses and shops KV Subramanyam who is a chief economic advisor to the government of India says that the impact of the second wave is unlikely to be as bad as the last year since the restriction imposed by states have been asynchronous and heterogeneous but it is vaccination that is the key to improving the health of citizens and the health of the economy however as states like maharashtra are looking at a calibrated reopening of the economy the biggest problem which states across india are staring at is the severe shortage of vaccine doses Several states have paused vaccinations for the 18 to 44 age group and are awaiting a resupply of stocks which prompts the question will the road to recovery be complicated due to vaccine shortages Pallavi believes that even though several states have paused their vaccination at the moment due to shortages vaccination rates are only expected to improve from here on thus its impact on the economy in the coming few quarters will not be very significant Honestly, uh, all of the economist notes that I have read so far, even given by the commentary that uh, Governor Shaktikanta Das, uh, you know, put out in the MPC on Friday, uh, it is expected that uh, vaccination status is going to improve here on. And uh, a lot of the economists are also expecting, uh, you know, the economy. to uh, rebound here on or uh, at least show uh, signs of recovery here on and a lot of this is built on the basic premise that here on we will see a higher rate of vaccination going forward now let's analyze what the reserve bank of india has forecasted to understand the economic outlook in a briefing on 4th june rbi governor shaktikanta das announced a reduction in the economic growth forecast for fy22 from 10.5% to 9.5% and maintained its repo rate at 4%. Palavi stated that this cut in economic growth was expected by many economists and surprised no one. She points out that the measures she points out the measures taken by the RBI and the rationale behind maintaining the repo rate. Most economists and most financial institutions have already cut GDP forecast for the ongoing financial year and the RBI is actually uh, late than most of them so the cut today was definitely among expected lines and surprised no one 
Real GDP is now projected at 9.5% in FY22, uh, consisting of uh, forecasts for 18.5% in Q1, 7.9% in Q2, 7.2% in Q3, and 6.6% in Q4. Uh, the forecast, the cut in forecast for Q1 is actually fairly steep because uh, the previous forecast for Q1 was 26.2%. Um, and for the remaining quarters, also there has been a little bit of cut in Q2, but of course not as severe and sharp as the cut in forecast for Q1 uh, because of the second wave. Uh, but yes, the RBI believes that rural demand will remain strong and normal monsoons bode well for the rural economy and could help the rural economy show a rebound here on. Uh, economists remain divided, you know, because of lack of data, lack of specific indicators. It's a lot harder to determine uh, what exactly has been the quantum of the impact on the rural economy and how that's uh, expected to rebound here on. So that's something which honestly remains to be seen. Uh, the increased spread of COVID-19 infections in rural areas definitely poses a downside risk. And that's something the RBI also acknowledged in the MPC today. Uh, urban demand, it said, has been dented by the second wave, but the adoption of COVID-compatible models, you know, just the fact that people in urban areas uh, are a little better equipped to handle, you know, uh, uh, working from home. More of them are being able to work from home. They're a little accustomed, a little attuned to, you know, uh, the current setup because they've already, already been through the first wave. So that makes things uh, a little better and may cushion the hit to economic activity, especially in urban areas. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, domestic uh, monetary and financial conditions have remained extremely accommodative. And the RBI expects that that too will help uh, normalize economic activity quicker. As Pallavi stated, the lack of data which support COVID and specific indicators make it harder to estimate the impact of the second wave, especially on the rural economy. However, one sobering figure which does assess the impact of the second wave is the unemployment rate which according to the latest Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy report has risen to 12% in the last week of May, as opposed to 8% when recorded in April. According to CMIA Director Mahesh Vyas, April and May 2021 witnessed a severe fall in employment with 2.27 crore job losses. Another recent report by Pew Research Centre estimated that 7.5 crore Indians fell below the poverty line during the pandemic, while the middle class shrunk by 3.2 crores. And with India already in preparation for a third wave, a quick economic revival seems unlikely as compared to when the first wave ended. However, Pallavi suggested that things may be moving in the right direction. She points out that the weekly numbers suggest a decline in unemployment rates in both urban and rural areas. And with states showing some willingness to ease restrictions, things may get better. Okay, so uh, starting with the unemployment rates that you mentioned, uh, while unemployment rate was the highest that it has been in 12 months in May, if you look at the weekly data put out by the CMI, the Center for Monitoring the Indian Economy, uh, then it does appear that things might have taken a turn for the better towards the last week of the month uh, because unemployment was at about 14.7% in the week ended uh, May 23rd and then it dropped by almost 2.5% by the end of the month. 
uh, and there was a drop both in urban as well as rural areas. So that was one good sign and other high frequency indicators available on a daily basis. So for instance, the demand for electricity also showed some signs of a pickup towards the end of the May. Uh, towards the end of the month. So essentially what the broad picture looks like is that May was the worst month uh, in terms of the economic impact because of the second wave. But economists believe that here on things are likely to get a little better. Uh, we've seen a lot of states that went into lockdown first now showing some willingness to ease restrictions as India reports fewer and fewer active cases. Uh, and uh, all of this uh, put together gives us the sense that June is likely to be a better month uh, in terms of economic activity than May was. And what the impact on consumption is, is still a little bit unclear. So while a lot of economists do believe that some kind of fiscal support from the center uh, would be of immense help to bring back demand. Nobody is too clear about whether that will actually materialize. And in the absence of that, how much demand will actually uh, stick around and how quickly it will be able to rebound. India for the past week has been reporting a slow and gradual drop in cases. However, the timeline of recovery from the second wave depends on key factors, the trajectory of the pandemic, the rollback of localized restrictions imposed by the states and the pace of the vaccination drive, all of which are uncertain at the moment. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 